Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Hey there, Global Church. Hope you're doing well. It's so good that you've chosen to tune in with Global Church online today. My name's Andy. I'm married to my wife, Anna. We've been around for about 12 12 so years. And we've got four kids, run a number of businesses, but we head up the churches here in York in the UK under Dave and Shelley Shaw, who are the senior leaders of the Global Church movement around the world. So I am so pleased that you've tuned in. You know, whether, whether you believe in Jesus, in God, if you have a faith, if you have a faith in a different religion, I am so pleased that you've tuned in today because I believe this message is for you. Even if you call yourself an atheist or, or some, something else, <laughs> you know, I believe this message is for you, okay? And the title, I don't want to take too much time, but the title of my message is that you don't know what you've got. You don't know. Even right now, speaking to people in global or, or, or believers, you know, people that, you know, they believe in Jesus, right? You don't know what you've got because God is in the business of doing more than you can ask, more than you can imagine, okay? Jesus is unbelievable. He, he is the miraculous. His first miracle is turning water into wine. It never been done before. There was no precedent. You know, and so God is in the business of doing things that will blow your mind, but you don't know what you've got. And so this message, I believe, is for anyone out there who's willing to hear and willing to listen. You know, this week I've been meeting a lot of people and uh, having run, been leading in the church, running businesses, I am often meeting people. And often in, in these situations, it often is problem solving, issues that come to the table and we're looking for ways forward or people are coming for advice or guidance, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's out in the, in the, in the pubs or, or just out in the social scene that we're meeting people talking. But this week, honestly, have I been going through meetings, something just clicked into my thinking. And it was this thought that as we were discussing things, I was realizing that the answers were already there. You know, the, the, the solution or the, the kind of the doors of opportunity were already there. They just maybe we hadn't realized what was in front of us. We hadn't realized that what we've been looking for had been around us the whole time. And so this is, this is the kind of thought. And there's a few scriptures and stories that straight away came to mind that I want to share with you. But it does blow my mind because even in my own personal life, I was sharing what God was doing to one of our, our, our kind of friends. And as I was saying it, even myself hadn't kind of joined the dots in my head of what God has done in our life. In the last two to three months, you know, we, we, we run uh, holiday let homes and, and properties that we, we rent out on booking.com, Airbnb. We do it privately as well. And, and in the last two to three months, that side of our business has gone through the roof. Our kind of target kind of income that we want to kind of hit every month has literally gone up tenfold. And I kind of knew this, but at the same time, the thought that really dawned was that I hadn't planned for this growth. I hadn't strategically set it out and thought at the start of this year, this is what's going to happen. In fact, it, we almost stumbled into this situation. And you might be thinking, really? That you, you know, something that was generating money has just grown tenfold and you just stumbled into it. I'm thinking, believe it or not, we were on a different journey. But as we were going on that journey, 
it caused so many other things to happen. And that's where this idea of you do not know what you've got has come from. So I believe wholeheartedly that God wants to do things in your life right now. I believe he's doing them right now, but we maybe don't recognize it. Last week, we talked about, do you have eyes to see? Do you have ears to hear? And do you have a mind that can understand what God is doing? Because if you do, if you can see it, if you can hear it, and if you can understand what God's up to, you would turn to him and he will instantly heal you. He will instantly turn up. And so there's something powerful about us getting on the same page as what God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are doing. And so really in Global, we're passionate about helping people on this journey of belonging, of believing, and becoming. Believing that Jesus is not just a Christian figurehead, or or a religious figurehead, sorry, or, or the kind of the centerpiece, but that he is a person that we can have a relationship with, a dynamic experience, one that, you know, we really can taste and see that he is real right now, today in our lives. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do the impossible. I said it at the start, you know, God can do more than you can ask and more than you can imagine. And so, but often, you know, we just don't know where to start with some of these phrases, with some of these things. Um, but it's blown my mind. I hope you, I hope you picked that up. And, and I'm, I want to help us to see some things, to hear some things, and hopefully that we'll understand it and that we'll, be, we'll get more on God's page. Because honestly, that is where life is at. Some people think, you know, Christianity, it's just the rules of do's and don'ts. And I'm generally focused on the don'ts, don't do this, don't have fun, don't have parties, don't drink alcohol, don't do, you know, whatever it might be. And actually it's about relationship, a relationship that will transform your life. It will turn it upside down and around the bend. But honestly, it is the best thing. It's the best decision that you can make right now in your life. But let me, don't, don't just take my word for it, hear me out on why I, why I believe that. I want to read a passage of scripture to us. It's from Genesis 28, and it's, it's, it's titled Jacob's Dream at Bethel. You know, Jacob, you might have heard of Abraham. He, he's one of the, the, the founding fathers of, of Judaism, of the faith. And God chose Abraham. And he said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. The funny thing is he only had one son. You know, not a great start, you might say. And his one son was Isaac. And then Isaac had two more sons. One was called Jacob, the other one was called Esau. And these two sons, they had a bit of a rivalry. And Jacob stole Esau, who was the firstborn, only just. (laughs) They were more or less twins, but Esau hit uh, Jacob to the post and came out. And so he was, he was deemed as the firstborn. And so he, in, in, in the, back in that time, should have inherited almost the, the lion's share of, of the father's inheritance. And in this context, it was about the blessing that Isaac was going to share to his son. And so Jacob, he was a little bit of a, you know, <laughs> deceiver. That's what the word means. And really, he deceived his father to get the blessing that was really meant for Esau. Anyway, but let me get to this. At this point, Jacob's mum, Rebecca, says, you need to go because Esau is mad at you. And as soon as your father Isaac passes away, I think he's going to try and kill you because he's so infurious with what you've done. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail just because I haven't got time. But if you're interested, read Genesis 26. To 28. And this is really, it's the 28 that I'm kind of cut into, but it says, Jacob left Bathsheba and set out for Haran. 
When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. God speaking powerfully, clearly to Jacob. I mean, that's just unbelievable. That last kind of few sentences, I am with you and watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. You know, we have promises in the Bible that we can claim, that we can call upon ourselves. It says it right in this scripture. All people on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. If we had to fast forward through the genealogy of, 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 of Jacob, we could get to Jesus, the savior of the world, the savior of humanity, and that Jesus was going to be the one who would be able to bless the whole earth. Because as we believe in Jesus, we are brought back into that right relation, that right position with God Almighty. And the blessing from heaven can now hit our life in a way that it could not, not, could not enter in before. You know, so it's powerful. You know, the bit I want to move to is when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. I love it. You know, he has this realization that God is in this place and he was not aware of it. Right now, God is in your place. He is with you wherever you are. Even if you don't believe right now, God is waiting patiently in your situation, in your scenario that you're facing, in your challenge, in the obstacle, in the battle that you're fighting right now. God is with you. Now, for some of you who have been believers for a while, you might have heard the, that God is omnipresent. You know, it's a theological word that essentially is that God is everywhere. So in some respects, I'm sure as believers, some of us think, well, I know God is with me. I even know the scripture that says it. But there's something about knowing it in your mind. <laughs> like I said last week, we kind of roughly know it versus, versus knowing it in our heart, knowing it in our soul that God is within us. God is with us right now in this situation, no matter how dark, no matter how bleak, no matter how dangerous, no matter how disheartening it seems right now, God is with you in your situation. You see, Jacob, he was there and he wasn't aware of it. And, and, and in the same way, I believe that we are so often not aware that God is with us. But not only that, that God has provided everything that we need for our life, for our purpose, for our destiny to be outworked. It, it's, it's just, it's incredible. God is here with you right now. Do you perceive it? But he also says, how awesome is this place? Why? Because God is here. 
you know, churches weren't around when Jacob had this, this, this dream, not even the temple, not even the Jewish faith had been established. But, you know, we come to church, we come right now, you're listening to an online service, but we also have physical locations where you can come into the church called Global. You can find other local churches in your area. But when we come to church, the reason we gather on a Sunday or whatever day of the week it might be is because we are there to gather to experience God. And it's not that God is not everywhere else. Like I said, he's omnipresent. He is in your house. You can experience him right now. But when we come to the church, God's the bride of Christ, it's called, you know, the vehicle that God designed that Jesus himself said, I will build my church on the rock, <laughs> on the people. And you, you will go out into the earth. You will go out into the world, making disciples wherever you go, teaching them my ways, baptizing them in the name of the Holy Spirit of Jesus and God Almighty. You know, Jesus created, he, he formulated the church. It's such an important part of the kingdom coming to earth. And that's a place where we can experience God powerfully every single week. You know, in global, we want church to be powerful. We don't just want it to be something that, you, you, you know, it passes you by, but something that every week there is powerful worship. There is a word, there is a message that people can understand and can impact their life today. Not necessarily once they get to heaven, but today it will transform people's lives and that we can receive the Holy Spirit. We can receive power from heaven right now for our life tomorrow, any day of the week. And so we believe that fundamentally, like God is powerful and that he wants to put and, in, and put that power on the inside of us through his Holy Spirit. And so how awesome is this place? How awesome is the church? Church is awesome because that is a place that we should be able to guaranteed experience the power of God every week. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if you are in an area where there is a local church, you know, do some research, but find one that is that is living, that is active, that is that is moving with the spirit, that it's it's not just falling apart into religious ceremony, but it's something that is living and breathing and you can experience God Almighty. You know, it's mind blowing that we can experience God so regularly. Jacob didn't know as he got to this place what was going to happen, but he encountered God. He got to see a vision of the supernatural, another dimension, a stairway to heaven, angels ascending and descending, God himself speaking into his situation, promising him something that he'd only heard his father say before him. You see, Isaac had told him, no doubt, that God will want to bless us. But there's something about it being passed on versus hearing it firsthand from God. You know, I can say things to you right now, but really it's a second hand. The most powerful thing is when you go out and you experience, you hear God, you experience him moving in your life for yourself. That's where the Christian faith, the Christian journey, being in relationship with Jesus, experience the power of the Holy Spirit really comes to life, that you yourself know that he is real and that he is for you and that he is with you and that he will not leave you until he's accomplished what he wants to in your life. Are you with me? I hope you are. <laughs> you see, church is awesome. You know, we come to worship. We come to receive the Holy Spirit, to experience the awesomeness of God's presence. You don't know what you've got. You see, Jacob's Ladder was a view into the spiritual dimension. It was a reminder of the promise that God had given his father Isaac and his, his great grandfather Abraham. 
you know, I was just thinking of some other people in the Bible, Moses. Moses had a staff. He was called to, to lead the Israelites. This is fast forwarding quite a period in time. But the Israelites were enslaved by the Egyptians and Moses was called by God to free them, to take them out. And Moses thinking, well, who am I? Who am I to go to the Pharaoh, the king, the prime minister? He, he wasn't a dignitary. In fact, he'd been in the backside of the wilderness for, for countless years, shepherding, you know, trying to stay away from what was going on the political scene or going on in, 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 the, in the world at that time. He had retracted, he had retreated because of some bad experiences, but God called him back and he says, go and free my people. Moses says, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? And the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. <laughs> you see, he did not know what was in his hands. He had a staff and that staff God was going to use mightily in terms of it being really a weapon of mass destruction for the Egyptians, all those plagues. Moses would use his staff, turning the, 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 the Nile, the river running through Egypt that provided the water, the nutrition for the crops and the food into blood through the power of a staff that Moses held. It wasn't the staff, it was God doing something with that object. But Moses did not know how powerful it was in his hand. As he, as he escaped the Egyptian, he uses it to part the Red Sea. Further down the line, he uses it to produce water from a rock. You know, that staff, it wasn't about the staff, but it's like Moses did not know what he had. Moses did not know what he had. You don't know what you've got. There was a story of a widow who had a little oil. She was just getting ready to die. Further down in the Bible, she did not know what she had. She didn't know that actually she had a manufacturing business that was just about to get started when the prophet, the man of God said to her, find as many jars as you can because the oil is gonna keep running. It's gonna keep flowing. And from that oil, you'll be able to sell it, pay off your debts and live off the rest. You see, she didn't know what she had. You see, the disciples moving further forward in the Bible did not know who Jesus was, that Jesus' death was going to be the key to unlocking the sending of the Holy Spirit, the gift from above, that, that the Holy Spirit wouldn't just be in one place at one time like Jesus was, but would be with every believer, giving them the courage, the strength to keep fighting the fight, to keep going through the challenges, the obstacles, to see and experience the blessing and prosperity that God had for all the believers. You know, it really is, if you've seen the film Limitless, um, you know, the pill that suddenly takes, you know, your mind to the nth degree, you know, the Holy Spirit is as close as we get to that pill where honestly, it will blow your mind, not just your mind, your soul, your spirit, it will completely revolutionize your life. In fact, it takes you from being the old to a new creation. It's, it's, it's unreal. You see, you don't know how well connected you are just coming to church. You are connected to a whole community of people around the world. You don't know how gifted you are because on the inside of your life, it doesn't look very special. It's a bit like when you're in the jar, you cannot see the label on the outside. You cannot see how gifted, how talented you are because from the outside, you're awesome, you're glorious. 
There is something that God has put inside of you that you can't necessarily see because you've been around it for so long, you've been familiar with it, it's become almost something of contempt. Or maybe it's a weakness that you think I'd rather not have, but to other people, it's a strength. You know, you don't know how gifted you are. You don't know how loved you are by God, that he would send his one and only son to die for you. You do not know how loved you are. You don't know how powerful your daddy is. (laughs) I use it with a bit of tongue in cheek because Abba Father, it's daddy. Your dad is powerful. Our father in heaven, he is awesome and mighty beyond our understanding, flunging the stars into being in the universe. We do not know how powerful he is, that he wants you to be victorious, even from the grave or from defeat that we've experienced. He wants you to experience resurrection, victory, power in your life right now. You don't know how blessed you are, you know, because you've got every blessing, every blessing in heaven we can have access to as believers. You do not know how blessed you are that God will not hold anything back to those, to his children that believe in him. You know, you don't know how bright your future is, you know, and how your past right now is being used as a tool and an instrument to launch you into a greater level of success in your future for the greater good of humanity, of the community around you, of your own family. You know, you don't know how great the needs are of the people around you right now. But the thing is, you've got the knowledge, you've got the truth of the one, Jesus Christ, who can supply every need that every person out there is looking for. Every need from mental anxiety that's pulling people down on a daily, moment by moment basis. Jesus can break the power of anxiety. He can break the power of depression. He can break the power of mind monsters that are plaguing you and holding you down. A captive, a slave in a prison of your own making. Jesus can break all that. You know, you don't know that behind failure, there is promotion that's coming. There is promotion that's coming. You don't know that the weak shall say, I am strong. You know, Jesus spoke these words to his people saying, the weak shall say, I am strong. It doesn't make sense, but that's the thing about Jesus. You can't always work him out. You can't logically define him, constrain him into what you think or how you think he's going to perform. That's what I love about him. I didn't plan the success or the the kind of the, the miraculous that has happened in my life. I feel like I kind of was pursuing things, hopefully that I was moving in direction of of God's plan and purpose, trying to check things off and saying, God, stop me if I'm in the wrong path, if I'm going in the wrong direction, but I am gonna move. And as I start to move, as I start to test decisions, as I start to make them, and all of a sudden things start to move, God is working behind the scenes. And before I know it, what I thought I was pursuing, God has reworked the whole scene, the whole stage for my good, for his purpose. And it's not been something that I could have intellectually figured out, worked out, And I couldn't have made happen myself, but God, he can do anything and everything. You see, you don't know the mind of Christ, but you do have it, the Bible says. You don't know God's word, but it is available right now that we can pick it up from every phone that's in our hand. We can download the Bible. We can read it. We can find a book, the Bible in any bookshop that we we maybe, or Amazon, (laughs) we can get hold of it. You know, you don't necessarily know the Holy Spirit personally, but he does know you. And as we journey in that relationship, 
we start to get onto God's page. You see, I talked about a new start last week. And, um, and so really, while my first point is, you don't know what you've got. And I've got to quickly wrap it up because time is running out. But the second point is you have everything that you need. You have everything that you need. You just don't know it. You don't yet perceive it. Maybe you haven't heard it just yet. You might probably not even understand that you've got everything you need. But I'm here to tell you that God has given you everything. That amongst the situation that you're in, the people, the connections that you've got, the, 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 even the little bit of information or knowledge that you have right now about Jesus, it's enough to uncover everything that you need for your situation. You see, God is the source. Jesus is the way. He is the life. And the Holy Spirit is the giver and the enabler of gifts. You know, as we call on his name, he will start to reveal things to you. He will start to open up doors of opportunity. Even today, I, I was praying with uh, some close friends and uh, you know, we go for a prayer walk. We don't make it anything weird or, or wacky. We go around the city and we pray for each other. We talk a lot of the time, just sharing what's going on in our lives. But honestly, as we were praying, things were happening. I got a phone call that was from a friend and that was an answer to one of the prayers that we were praying in that moment. You see, God is moving and we don't always, we're not always aware that he is. And so I'm here to say he is moving, but he's given you everything you need. Bring him into the center of your life. Don't just wait for Sunday. Don't just wait for the next message. Bring him into your Monday. Bring him into your Tuesday. Bring him into your mornings, into your afternoons, into your evenings. What does that look like? Call upon the name. Take a moment, 30 seconds to be still. Listen to some worship music. Look for a church. Be active. If you're not in one, find one. Get in touch. Put yourself out there in terms of taking a step of faith. Pick up the book. Try read in at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Go ask for some help, for someone to help teach you or give you some guidance as to what does the word mean? Keep tuning in, keep sticking in, because honestly, it will start to become clear how to stay on God's page and to experience more and more of what God has got for you. You see, my last point is, is that the world does not know what they've got. The world does not know what they're missing, missing out on. They don't know unless someone goes and tells them. You see, I'm passionate that, you know, what God does in my life does not just, is not just for me and mine, but actually it's for other people, the communities of people that I touch. And hopefully for those of you listening that you are gonna be impacted by this message because while God wants to do something amazing in your life, it doesn't stop there. He wants it to spread into other people. The world does not know. You see, I, you know, I've sometimes heard people say to me, you know, I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe what you believe. And I want to, I shout at them sometimes saying, you don't know the Jesus I believe in. You don't know my Lord and Savior. You don't know the half. You don't even know 5%. Because if you even just knew not even 1% of the Jesus that I love and serve and that I follow, you would want to be following him. The thing is, people have been fed lies. They've been fed a false PR campaign, most of it coming straight from the enemy to say that God is dead, God is no longer for you, that he's, he's against you, that he doesn't exist, he's irrelevant, there's no need for him. Faith is a construct that we've created to help us get through life. When actually, no, Jesus is everything. You know, we can look at life, we can look at it and think it's, it's a product of evolution. We can look at it as it's a miracle. You know, life is a miracle. Do you see it? Do you perceive it? 
or do you just let it kind of pass you by? You see, I believe that, you know, we are here to be good news to the world, to share the good things that God is doing in our life. You know, we are, believe it or not, God wants to make the world envious. You know, if you're a believer today, God wants to elevate you, to bless you so much that people look to you and thinking, I want what they've got. How do I know that? It's in Jeremiah 33 and it says, nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people. I will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I'll bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and will rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they've committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. I don't know about you, but would you like to have abundant prosperity and peace in your life? I do. And God wants you to have that so that other people look on and say, I want the same, because that is what brings glory to God, that they ask the question, what is it about you? And you say, honestly, it's not my intellect, but God is doing something. He is at work. I can talk you through. You can share some of your story of how God has turned up in your life. It's unbelievable. Tell the world of what God has done in your life. Don't hide God's glory. Don't hide the miracle that God has done in your life. You know, I'm, I'm you know, living in Britain. I believe that one of the worst things about the British culture is that we often try and play everything down. <laughs> you know, whether it's the stiff upper lip or the, the, the trying to be, uh, you know, British gentleman or whatever it might be. Culturally, we are not good at being able to be free to share things. I think even in the Christian circle, we, you know, we think, oh, you shouldn't be boastful or bragging. But actually, even the Bible says that I shall boast in the Lord. So we should be boastful of what Jesus has done in our life. Don't hide it. Don't hide it under a bushel. And I, I've been an absolute sucker for doing it. Some of God's greatest miracles I have not always shared freely with people for fear of thinking that they'll just feel out of place. But it's a misguided thought because really, how will they ever know about the source, about the one that provides and the one that gives abundant peace and prosperity if I don't start to let them in on the secret, let them in on the most awesome news that the world is desperate to hear. And as Christians, we have a, have a responsibility, but an opportunity to share this good news with other people because we share it as we build God's house. He will build your house. One of the greatest things we can do is to introduce other people to Jesus Christ. I've said a lot of things and uh, I hope that it's been helpful. I hope that some things will have lodged in your mind and that this week you'll think differently that about what you have. <laughs> when you start to think, oh gosh, well, I just it's just frustrating the situation I'm in, that you'll think, no, God has got something right here for me now. He's got something that I haven't quite discovered, I haven't quite experienced, but I know that I've got everything I need and that God has got my back and that he's going to do something incredible. Yeah, I want to keep going, but uh, time is short and your time is precious. I want to thank you for tuning in and I want to encourage you to tune in again next week. And uh, I want to pray for us as well. You know, if it's your first time that you've heard about the message of Jesus Christ and you want to experience that abundant 
peace and prosperity in your life. I just want you to close your eyes and bow your head for a moment if it's safe to do so. Jesus, I want to thank you that you're with us, that you're for us. I want to thank you that you will do more than we can ask, seek, or imagine. But I, I ask and pray that people that have been listening today and that they want to hear and they want to experience your goodness, that you will open their eyes to see, that you will open their ears to hear and help their minds to understand that you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and that as a people we were broken and that your son Jesus was sent to set us free and to heal and restore us back into relationship with God Almighty. I want to pray right now that, that those individuals will turn to you, repent of their ways, and receive the gift of your Holy Spirit, believing on you, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. For the rest of us, I want to pray that we will go into this week and that we'll go with an open heart, an open mind, eyes to see that you are moving amongst us, that we have everything we need for the, for the challenge of the day, that we will experience your goodness as we keep turning to you and keep our eyes on you. And I pray that for the opportunities to share the goodness of what you're doing in our life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Take care. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 